Welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Stuart Blake. Right, quickly, before we get on with the episode, we've got an announcement. The MMA Fan Podcast is now sponsored by Free Train. Blake, what's Free Train? Free Train is a fantastic company that do these amazing vests for when you run, when you train. Whether you're going for a run or hitting the bag, you can keep your phone close to your chest. And uh, yeah, they're brilliant. They've got a little pocket for your keys. You know more or do you need to have your phone rumbling around in your pocket or at an awkward angle on your arm or anything like that. You've got the vest on. Phones there, easy access to it. They do some great uh, gloves as well to keep your hands warm and be able to touch the phone and everything. It's all linked up with your phone. So, yeah, they're a fantastic brand. A couple of pockets for your keys, everything you need when you go for a run or if you're hitting the bag training. And you're not just saying this for the sake of it. Before they even become our sponsors, you had one of these vests, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I've, well, I've still got it. I run with it all the time. But yeah, before they became our sponsors, I had one of these vests. They are genuinely brilliant. I really like them. And uh, yeah, I'm really pleased they're our sponsor. And if you want one, if you head over to freetrain.com, when you go shopping and you put all your stuff in your in your basket, just before you check out, if you put in the code MMAFAN, you'll save yourself 10%. Don't say we don't spoil you here on this podcast. 10% off an amazing vest from Free Train. www.freetrain.com. All right, let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to the MMA Fan Podcast. I'm Blake Harrison. I'm Stu Whiffin. How are you all doing today? How are you, Blake? Yep, good, mate. Good. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Do you know what I've noticed when we do these intros? We start off really excited and then like within about 30 seconds, it just levels out to this kind of pace. Well, to be honest, mate, I, I, I went out there, I did my little arms in the air thing again that you've taken the piss out of me for before. And you, when I said to you, I, when I said I'm Blake Harrison, you kind of left the gap and then took this big inhale as if to say like, oh, here we go again, God I'm sake. Stu Whiffin. <laughs> Do you just hate saying your own name or is it because of me? You're talking to me again. You're just like, oh, fuck this Yeah, guy. but you, like you, you, Blake Harrison, if, if you, you know, I don't think Blake Harrison's a good name for a, a, an MMA fighter. Blake Harrison sounds like he could be a stuntman. Like that. That's oh, like yeah. yeah, exactly. Don't like. Right, you haven't yeah. got to look too pleased that I've said that. <laughs> but like, Stu Whiffin. Stu Whiffin's a greengrocer. Do you know what I mean? It's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, good. So there, there's the pause. There's the pause and the kind of the the deflated announcement of my name after Stuntman Harrison just kind of uh, booms through the mic. Um. Well, well, do you know who else I think has got a, a slightly potential stunt name, really, when you think about it? Is our guest today. Yes. I, I think Lee Mack. Mm. Mack Attack. Return of the Maximum Mac. Maximum Mack. Return of the Mack. Yeah. The Mac Daddy. So, the Mac. Oh, there's so many. Yeah. The yeah. Macintosh. Not so good, that one. Not so good. No. Not so good. No, we <laughs> ran out. We ran out of them. <laughs> But yeah, so we've got Lee Mack on the show today, who's uh, just such a funny, really nice guy. Um, And yeah, I think you're all going to really enjoy this chat. So should we just get straight into it? Yes, I don't want to ask you how you know him, because I'm sure you'll probably like thumb that in about six times throughout this whole episode. So should we uh, <laughs> should we just leave the soccer a bit till later and the penalty? Yeah, go on. Leave, leave the people waiting. Give them what they want at the end. All the good soccer age chat. 
<laughs> Enjoy. I suppose it comes with stereotypical connotations, yes. doesn't it? That, that, um, I don't know enough about it to know how prejudiced that image yes. is. But you associate it that you can only, you're only allowed to watch it if you own a, a dangerous dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the law. You have to own a dangerous dog. And I'd like to point out that's the stereotype. I'm not saying that's my opinion. Yeah. But it's definitely fair to say that it's... It, it's you put it one way, it's one of the few sports I would imagine that, like if someone said to me, do you like tennis, Lee? I'd go, yes, all right, I'll watch a bit of tennis, I'll watch the final or the semis. But I can't imagine many people going, you don't mind a bit of MMA, you're either in or you're not in. Yeah, yeah, I think that's exactly right. You, you are either in or you're not in. Uh, I kind of feel like this is actually the perfect start for the for the pod, even though I, I wasn't sure let's whether we'd it. started it yet or not. But let's, let's start. Let's say we've started. Let's say we've started. <laughs> All right. Um, let's say we've started. Then I know you see. Then I know because I'm never quite sure. I'm, I'll say that off the record. But now I know. Just don't say anything that's going to get you. Into no, I think I think that's a great way to start. I mean, are, are we are we going to do like a high bloody bloody blood? You can tell we've done this loads, Lee. We're very professional. Um, we know <laughs> yeah, we know what we're can. doing. Um, I don't buy the I don't buy the showbiz high. I don't even like coming out on chat shows and saying the logo. Because I go, we've just been speaking in the makeup show. What's this about? <laughs> oh, I'm loving this. I'm loving this. I mean, I'd also love the fact that uh, you, you said it's for uh, it's for people with uh, for uh, with uh, angry dogs. And I mean, no, now I'd like to point out because I don't want to get beaten up. <laughs> I didn't say it was for people with angry dogs. I'm saying that's the stereotype. <laughs> well, stereotype is that people with angry dogs watch it. I mean, when we start to introduce the actual fighters, I mean, uh, one of the fighters' middle names, his fight name. <laughs> I mean. You know, it's the pit bull. It's the yeah. Pitbull. <laughs> well, you say it's his fighting name. There is a possibility that that's his real name, and he thought, I'm going to have to get a job that, that goes with this. <laughs> that is possible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my name, middle name is Gordon, so I knew it had to be accountancy <laughs> or something that was very the opposite of fighting. Yeah, yeah his, his parents didn't you know. give him much of a chance, did they? Exactly. Um, you know. I felt sorry for the ref because, in, in, as I've never, we'll get onto the fight in a minute, I'm sure, but I've never watched a fight ever. Right? I've seen clips and things, but I've never watched sat down and watched a fight, and they introduced it, and they said, it's, um, I, I have had to write this down to remember it, but they said, please welcome, in one corner, it's Travis Brown. Yeah. And in the other corner, it's Andre the Pitbull Arlovsky. 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 And I felt sorry for the ref, because I was, and your referee, Mark Smith. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, he must be thinking, I must get a better name than this. This is like the most drab, you know... Firm but fur, that could be his nickname, couldn't it? it be Mark, firm but fur, Smith. <laughs> you know, something that just gives him a bit of something. It's just not much of a name, is it, in comparison to the pit bull? So, no, no. So, Lee, how come you've not ever watched a, a, a fight before as such? Is there any sort of reason? Is it just not for you, like, or...? How come you've never planted a row of radishes? Oh, you might, I may well have done that. Have you? <laughs> Have you? And potatoes. Oh, okay. Damn. I knew I should have gone for Swiss, Swiss chard. <laughs> as soon as I saw it, I thought, he's, look at him. Look at his beard. He's got a radish, some radishes out. A little smug look um, across his face. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, he's so, he's, I know so, I know so much what he's going to say. I'm going to lay the lure him into my trap by going, how oh, come you've never watched MMA? I bet he comes straight back at me with a vegetable. I'm ready for him. Um, well, it's never cropped up. It's not on mainstream television. You have to go searching for it, don't you? You don't, you know. It, it's not sandwiched between uh, Saturday Night Takeaway and News at Ten, is it? <laughs> you know, it's 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 very much a, you know, it's just one of these sports that it's not on 
mainstream television. I'd like to pretend that's the only reason, because there's a lot of sports that's not on mainstream television. I mean, I was one of the, the first to, uh, to watch that fantastic Indian sport in the 1980s of... Uh, is it Kabaddi? Kabaddi? Yeah. Yes, Kabaddi, yeah. Kabaddi, Kabaddi, And you have to keep saying Kabaddi, 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 because yeah. <laughs> to prove that you're breathing out, which is fant- it was a fantastic sport. So, you know, I, I, don't, I don't mind a sport that's not mainstream. However, I have to be honest and say it doesn't appeal to me because yep. it's because of the violence. Mm, yeah. We, but, but weirdly, I love boxing. Oh, really? So all the conversations I'm going to have with you about my opinions before this fight that I watched, that you made me watch. Um, I, would, I can imagine having a conversation with my wife because she doesn't like boxing. She would like... I don't think she'd let the kids watch it if, it, if I'm watching it, you know. Yeah. Not that that crops up much because it's always at three o'clock in the morning when the big fights are on there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've, I've just always liked boxing and I, and I, you know, if anyone ever says... And there was... It's not so much now, but certainly there was lots of conversations about should it be banned probably going on in the 80s and 90s, there was some very high-profile, terrible injuries, and, and it, it would often get brought up. And I, I just felt like, I suppose, a lot of boxing fans that... And I say boxing fans, I'm not, I'm not a massive boxing fan, but I definitely will watch the big fight, you know. I'm excited about Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua, you know, and I will stay up and watch that. But I would always... I would go along with the argument that it does more good than harm in the sense that... A lot of people are from deprived backgrounds that get yeah. into boxing. It, it gets kids motivated and working in a gym rather than hanging out on streets, et cetera, et cetera. You know, probably one of the most famous boxers ever, Mike Tyson, came from that background and he said it gave him focus and blah, blah, blah. So overall, I feel it, it's, a, it, it, it's, a, you know, it's just a good entertaining sport to watch. Um, but I'm aware that it's also quite brutal. Well, I thought it was until I watched... <laughs> on you made it watch. Well, I, I have to say, you bring that up because I, I kind of feel like I slightly owe you an apology because this part of the show is usually meant to be we get someone on that maybe has a, a misconception of MMA uh, and we show them this really kind of technical fight, really, mm. you know, interesting back and forth technical fight. And then it makes people go, oh, my preconceptions of MMA were wrong. It's not just two big blokes smashing lumps out of each other. But you said you wanted a short fight to watch. So I gave you two big blokes smashing lumps <laughs> out of each other. <laughs> so I got a very short attention span. That's yeah. all it was. So in, but, in a way, it's slightly your own fault, Lee, I have to say. Yeah, I, but I would also, have given I you a five-round say- classic technical, <laughs> you know, kickboxing back and forth, you know. But uh, yeah. you didn't want that. Well, I, I just said, give me something short. And, and by God, it was short. But, but it, what was interesting for me watching it was how much of that fight for the first two minutes could have been a boxing match. Yes. It was all fists and, yeah. and ducking. And, and everything about it just looked like a boxing match without boxing gloves on. Yeah. Um, it, to the point where when he kicked him, I did think, is he, is he allowed to do that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we're not boxing, <laughs> are we? But it, it, it was uh, quite a... Um, well, this is interesting because the first thing I found interesting was how long these rounds are because they're five minutes. That yeah. is a long time. In boxing, it's like a few minutes, right? Three mm-hmm. minutes. Three minutes, isn't it, boxing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so five. And it's, that's like almost double and, and it's punishing, right? Yeah. And so it, wasn't, it didn't surprise me that it ended in the first round. I'm not giving away spoilers, am I? This is no, no, that's fine. Now. People, I mean, got exclusive this, access this fight to. is probably about six or seven years old, maybe. Yeah, something like that. I'll have a look, look oh, it right. up. But it's, it's an old fight. And are fight. these two fellas still big names in this world? Well, no. Andre Olovsky was a UFC champion and maybe a Strike Force champion as well at one stage prior to this fight. 
And then right. uh, now he's he's still going amazingly. He's a journeyman, at, isn't he? Well, I'd say, but I think he's more than a journeyman. He's 42 now, and he's still going right. in the UFC, but he's kind of a gatekeeper to like the top 15, top 20. So a young... So this is this is Travis, or this is... Uh, this is Andre Olovsky. Andre Olovsky. The Pitbull. Yes, the Pitbull Andre Olovsky. He, uh, he's uh. kind of like a, a gatekeeper now to those kind of... He's, he's, he's one of the ones where if the UFC likes a young prospect... They'll try and feed Andre Olovsky to them because they build off of his big name. Because he is still a big right. name in the sport, even though he's, you know, not necessarily winning like he was. Uh, and a, a young lad called Tom Aspinall, British uh, English lad, he's uh, he just beat him recently. Um, but before that, Has Tom Aspinall got a fighting name. Uh, what is Tom Aspinall's name? There, you're putting me on the spot. I don't know. His it, Tom Aspinall's it, it, name is. If you're up against the pit bull, you want someone that can fight a pit bull, don't you? You don't want, you know, to be honest, mate, or I'm looking him up now, and I think he is just Tom Aspinall. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> just, have a look. Have a look at that, Tom. Just Tom. I know nothing of fighting, but I know a lot about light entertainment. <laughs> yeah, he needs to sort that out. He needs to sort. That. You can't come on to t- Tom Aspinall. So I, I did find it. Yeah, I find it. Uh, uh, the, the rounds being five minutes was a bit of a surprise for me, but and also the fact that it did look like a boxing match. So I thought well, this isn't too brutal. And I have to be honest, given my preconceptions of the brutality, obviously it, it looks more brutal than boxing because you can kick people. And also you can do something which is, this is the bit where I draw the line, where I go, this is the bit that, if I'm going to be honest, puts me off. This idea that you can still hit them when they've fallen down. Yeah. That's the bit where I go, that that feels like if, even people in a pub car park might draw the line at that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? They might go, "All right, mate, he's had enough. Don't hit him when he's on the floor." And yet, it's a it's allowed in a sport to just keep pummeling them whilst they're lying down. I suppose I, the, the thing is, is that, that there's that, uh, what you didn't see in this fight was how the grappling exchanges on the floor are such a key part of the sport in certain fights, depending... I have no, I have no problems with grappling because I am a 1970s wrestling fan and it was always introduced as grappling fans. Yes. Yeah. You know, welcome grappling fans, right? So I've no, no, no problem. It's not the grappling. It's the standing up and hitting the other one on the head whilst he's lying down. That's not a grapple. <laughs> but again, and again, but in, in the world of MMA... UFC in in that kind of way. Can I just interrupt you? What is the difference between UFC and MMA? Are they just different. So like IB, it's, IBF and it's, it's, no, it, it's like saying there's football and then there's the Premier League or Serie A or La Liga. So it's exactly the same rules, just different. Well, that's leagues. the thing. Different ones have different rules. The same as where maybe like um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think like. Uh, I'm assuming that, well, I suppose FIFA as a governing body probably dictate a lot of rules, but different... Dif- Football very much is policed internationally, isn't it? It's the same rules but, for everybody. But don't you have situations, like we had situations where in the Premier League they were doing one thing with VAR, but in the Champions League it was a different thing with VAR. I think the interpretation is different, right. but the rule is the same. Okay, well, in the only thing I can do is explain exactly what I suppose is going on with... MMA is the sport of mixed martial arts... The UFC right. is the top brand or promotion, as it were. Organisation. Oh, mm. MMA isn't an organisation, it's no, the sport. No, it's the sport, the sport of MMA. And right. in the UFC, there are rules of, like, you cannot knee a downed opponent. You cannot do, like, a soccer kick to a downed well, opponent. Well, I have to say, kneeing a downed opponent is, is not just brutal. It's also a very counterintuitive thing to do. 
Well, because it's quite hard to get down there in these. I mean, how do you think you'd fall over? Well, there was a what, one championship recent. It looked like a piss bloke <laughs> trying to ask someone to marry her. <laughs> but the thing is, I mean, uh, recently we had a fight in, in one championship, which is a, a Japanese MMA organization. They allow that, and someone recently got knocked out by a knee when they're on the ground. They also allow soccer kicks, which feel. Very brutal. We had a fighter on recently called Arnold Allen and we were talking to him about soccer kicks and he thought, no, that'd be a terrible thing for the UFC to allow to happen. Because, What's a soccer kick? Well, it's like if you're down on the floor, I'm standing up and I just treat your head like a football. Come on, that's allowed. No. In, in, some of the... in, in one championship, it's allowed. So in some MMA organisations, it is allowed. But in the UFC... I mean, that's too much, right? I think it's too much. I do think it's too much. But then there's other fighters, like we, we had another fighter on called Paddy Pimblet, uh, who's got a great nickname, Paddy the Baddie. Uh, nice, he, nice, that's nice. That's it, Tom Aspinall needs to learn. Um, but uh, the, uh, he, he would like it. He, he should fight someone called Woody. <laughs> because you know his nickname would be, he'd be, the, he'd be good, wouldn't it? <laughs> Woody the Goody against me, Paddy the Baddie. That took me a while, but I love that. Let's yeah. do it. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so there are, there's no, no 12 to 6 elbows, which is like lifting your elbow up and straight down, no hitting on the back of the head. All that kind of stuff is, uh, yeah, yeah. is illegal. But Well, I suppose it is. I think the, 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 I have to say, when I watched it, I did think, yeah, this, the, my prejudice has made me think this is going to be just brutal, whereas it looks quite technical with the boxing. Um, so I was a bit won over on it. But I have to say, I thought, I wonder if Blake sent me a a sanitised version. So I immediately absolutely t- typed not. into YouTube, brutal <laughs> MMA fights. And I've gone back to my original opinion, like my original opinion is now stronger, because I could not believe how there is no sport on the planet where you can carry on with that amount of blood. That's true. They're, 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 well, I don't know. Maybe I'm sure boxing, you can have like bloody... Ca- Absolutely not. If you see someone with a cut eye, they're often stopping them, checking it out. This was a different level. Well, they, I mean, I, they, I, did, I did type in bloodiest MMA fight, so I was getting the extreme version, but there was blood everywhere in the ones I watched. I wonder if they may have been ones from years ago, because again, the sport is only 25 years the old. The blood was in black and white. I yeah. have to give you that. <laughs> But yeah, the sport is is twenty five years old, whereas boxing is hundreds of years old. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I I think that in the early days, it 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 was a different type of sport. You had different type of people doing it, and I think the appeal in the early days was, you know, there are no rules. It's just a big yeah, kick ass yeah, yeah. fight. And uh, whereas now there are a lot more rules. It's a far more technical sport and. But you do get bloody fights, but then you do also get doctor stoppages. You know, there was one a while back, um, a big one. You might, you may or may not have heard of Nate Diaz because of the fights he's had with Conor McGregor. But he's someone that has been in a lot of wars and got badly cut open by Jorge Masvidal. And, and that's it. The doctor stopped it and everyone was complaining. They were saying, how can you stop right. this? He still wants to fight. He wants to carry yeah, on. Yeah. It's the third round. We've got five rounds and he's starting to come back in some people's eyes. And you've stopped it because the doctor's come in and... And made an assessment that the cut was too close to his eye, and he couldn't continue, and all this stuff. So it's more more governed, maybe, than it was Definitely. back in the day. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it still comes back to this thing of of you know, it is the only sport. I can't think of any other sport where if you saw it going on in the street, you'd let it carry on. 
No, I'll rephrase that. It's the only sport where you wouldn't let it carry on. I can't think of any other sport. If you saw people playing hockey in the street, you'd know they were playing hockey in the street. Even if you saw people with boxing gloves on in the park, you'd go, they've come for an organised game of boxing. If you saw people doing MMA, however good they were, you'd still go, there's two blokes having a fight. It's true. But the thing, I suppose... The funny thing is, it reminds me of a quote that Dana White, who's the president of the UFC, came out with a quote a while back saying something like, um, if you had uh, like four corners of you know a huge space and you've got in one corner a football match going on, in another corner, uh, I don't know, a basketball match going on and in the other corner, a baseball match going on and in the other corner, a fight breaks out. Where's everyone going to go and look? They're going to go and look at the fight. That was his opinion on it, and that's it, what he talks absolutely about. Absolutely true. Of it, if you um, that that also applies to if you have a picnic going <laughs> only in one corner, in the other corner somebody's stroking some dogs, <laughs> in the other corner someone's playing on a swing, and in the other corner somebody is masturbating onto a ham sandwich. <laughs> your eye is definitely going to be drawn to the strangeness. Mm. Isn't it? I, so it's not. That's not. That doesn't. That's not a reason, is it? That's just. That can work both ways. That, you could say that's the reason because people go, "That's horrific. Look at that." But listen, I'm I'm coming at this from someone who would argue the toss about. There's more to boxing than you think, and I know 100 percent there's more to this sport than I think. I'm just not educated. I'll be the first to admit that, and I can imagine getting into that a bit and going, "Actually, there's more to this than I thought." I have. I've based everything I've said so far on watching four minutes of the sport and that is it I mean I don't know any name in the sport apart from Conor McGregor well I think what we've done Lee is we've given you a Tyson fight if we if we equate this to boxing and so we've kind of given you a, a, a you know a, an absolute Tyson war or, or we've given yeah. you a, a Ben Eubank or something like that whereas when you watch that and then you could watch Sugar Ray Leonard like for yeah, 12 yeah. rands and it's just or Floyd Mayweather for 12 rands just put on a masterclass. There is them differences in, in MMA as well. You do get the of course, yeah. and then you do get the technical specialists, whether they are doing jujitsu on the ground uh, and wrestling or, 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 or stand up scrapping. Like it's uh, but it, yeah, exactly. And, and it's also, of course, important. To, I mean, I'm, I'm a fan, even though I know nothing about it. Of my, I'm turning my phone off. I'm not, I'm not bored. <laughs> I'm just turning my phone off. Um, of, of martial arts. And MMA stands for mixed martial arts, yes. right? Yeah. So I, I love the idea of martial arts. The whole world of martial arts is fantastic. I mean, I, I'm not trying to crowbar it in, but I do a, a podcast about meditation and Buddhism, which couldn't be more polar opposite to what you're doing a podcast about. But, but actually, maybe it isn't a polar opposite because the world of Buddhism and martial arts is often sort of certainly in the movies yeah. get intertwined. Intertwined? Intertwined. Intertwined. Entwined. Intertwined. Twined. And... Um, and so, you know, the, the fact that there's martial arts in that, perhaps I just didn't see enough of it on this particular one. And also, I wondered if... I noticed I was watching a heavyweight match. Yes. I wonder if the heavyweight... A heavyweight can hit someone harder than any other weight division, right? Yeah. I'm assuming it's the same as boxing. So, therefore, the power of the fist has more important in heavyweight MMA than it does, um, say, middleweight or lightweight. Yeah. So, therefore, they're going to use the fist more. So, that's why it looked more like a boxing match. Yeah, I mean, the, the, there's only a couple of heavyweights that I can think of that, that really move and throw kicks well, like, like people yeah. in weights below them. And, and you can really see kind of a, a spectrum of change in terms of the speed and the amount of um, 
different weapons that that uh, the athletes employ during these fights. Like if you look at the the lowest um, weight class in the men's division is uh, 125 pounds, so it'd be a flyweight fight. They are moving around all the time, throwing kicks all the time. The grappling exchanges are incredibly quick. Um, it yeah. is it is almost like watching a different sport to when you watch the heavyweights. And there's always a criticism that. Uh, it's easier to do well in the heavyweight division, some people would say, because they are less technical than the fighters uh, that are the weight classes below. Right. Gotcha. You should have sent me the bantamweight division. Well, you? I would have done if you'd have said I'd have a longer fight. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted a short fight. I gave you a short fight. True. I mean, you've taken me literally three and a half minutes. I meant, I mean, you know, I would have, I'd have, you'd have had 10 minutes of my time, 15 minutes max. But you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been in for a. You know, if you'd have said, "Watch this four-hour documentary," I might, I might have said, "No, you're all right." Right. Well, yeah. mate, I, I might send you something, and you can watch it if you fancy it, and maybe come back <laughs> if it's changed your mind at all later on. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll definitely. I, I, as soon as I'm a bit obsessive, the second I'll either not have anything to do with summer or I get obsessed. So I'm now going to start dipping into this world. Wonderful. Oh, brilliant! Well, that's already a fantastic thing. I'll have a little look. I mean, I'm going to send you. I'm going to send you a fight that I've been wanting to send someone for ages, which in my memory is just a brilliant fight filled with just so again unique, different weapons. It Cub Swanson versus uh, weapons. Did you say? I I would call them weapons. Yeah, you know, because you. (laughs) Oh, I thought you genuinely meant there was a version of this sport where you were allowed to like get it. Yeah, <laughs> become very weather sp- the Weatherspoons division, <laughs> the bow staff. Um, yeah, no, I, yeah, I'm going to send you Korean Superboy, which is a uh, uh, another nickname you'll enjoy, and uh, and Cub yeah, Swanson, yeah. and uh, yeah, and, and I'm going to se- I'm going to I'm going to send it to you, and if you okay, if it yeah, changes no, your opinion at all, then we'll have you back on to to chat about it. Yeah, I'm, listen, I'm a I'm a fan of Bruce Lee and and yeah. you know and and that that world, and and so to see. A bit of martial arts going, but effectively, what I was watching for a lot of that was was like a heavyweight boxing yeah. match, and that's yeah. in a way why I liked it because I like yeah. I like watching boxing. But you, you know, I've you mentioned a thing about um, you liking martial arts and and the kind of you know and, and also you know there's lots of martial arts that that lean heavily on the sort of spiritual side of things as well. Um, was that something in you know it, for me in my era? I grew up watching Rocky films and and Bruce Lee films, mm. and and from as early as I'll remember it was like i want to do karate and my dad was like you got to learn to box and stuff like that was was that ever presented to you growing up yeah well there was two things that happened to me one of them was um i was the smallest kid in the school i was so skinny so small um and i came i came from a different um part of the the world not that far away but i had a different accent to everyone else when i arrived at the school very broad lancashire accent and um so I became like the, that's my first experience of sort of trying to be a comedian. I remember trying to make people laugh with my impressions of, of Bobby Ball. And uh, so I'd be lying if I said I was ever the kid that was, you know, was bullied or picked on. I, I'm not that sort of stand-up comedian stereotype. But I remember once there was a big kid who, who asked me for a fight and I was terrified. But instead of saying, no, you're all right, you'll beat me up, I'd just been watching Rocky. So I said, no, I won't have you a fight, but I'll have your boxing match. And because I thought that's, that's, it, as long as I do what he did on that film, I'll be all right. So we went to see the, um, the, 
it got a bit out of hand. I thought he was going to go, don't be ridiculous. And he says, come on then, let's go and see the, uh, the PE teacher and see if we can get it sorted out. What? Like, oh, <laughs> so we went to the PE teacher and the PE, I thought he'll knock it on the head, the PE teacher. He'll just go, you can't have a boxing match. No, anyway, good idea, lads. <laughs> Better than fighting. Proper, structured, <laughs> organised. And um, he said, but we'd have to get, um, but I'll, I'll, I'll see if the headmaster or whatever, we'll be able, we can get doctors in. You know, we're going to need a doctor there. What? So this was getting out of hand. I just, I'd said it slightly with one eye on him, going, "Don't be ridiculous, but don't, but don't do it again." <laughs> Whatever I'd done to annoy him, and um, so I thought, right, I better start getting into training. So I went home and found this big kid that I got on well with, and, and he he was a tough kid. And I said, "Well, you're going to train me." And, and we're going to do a rocky thing, and I'll be, and it'll be, you know, in my head, it was going to be the music was playing, and I was the underdog, and all the crowd would be standing up and cheering my name. Now, as luck would have it, um, the school decided it wasn't allowed. I wasn't allowed to have this boxing match because they said, no, no, it's not, it's not right. This, so we didn't do it, and that was my get-out clause, thank God, because I'm, ch- I'm chippy enough that I would have followed through with it and got. Absolutely battered. I know that. <laughs> because as I think is it Mike Tyson or somebody said, you know, all plans go out of the window and you get hit in the yes. face. <laughs> and it's true, you know, it's it you just can't in your head you can go, oh, it'd be like Rocky. Yeah, it'd be great. But it's not the reality of fighting, is it? It hurts and you don't want to do it. <laughs> you know. I'm not I'm not geared that way. The most aggressive thing anyone has ever said to me in the last seven or eight years is, Lee, that's the wrong makeup chair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's as tough, that's as offensive as it's got. And I'm happy with that. So I'm not well suited to that world, I don't think. But I, I do, I do enjoy, I, I enjoy the sport. I enjoy the whole uh, of boxing, I mean. So, but yeah, I, I was like you, I was, I was sort of, brought up on that sort of on, Rocky changed everything everyone I mean Rocky was such a brilliant film you know and it was also the first pirate video that was being knocked around everyone had this sort of pirate video of Rocky and you're talking about if you're my age which is 52 films were only available in Boots the Chemist and they were about 90 quid yeah. and they were behind a glass cabinet and that's 90 quid in 1981 what or 1982 mm. so you can imagine yeah, VHS tape. I'm not imagining this, am if I? You lost, if you lost the video that you hired from the video shop, it cost you something like about 900 quid to, to, yeah. to cover the cost of the VHS that, that, that you'd rented from the video shop. You'd never lose one of them. Never afford to pay that. I, I, knew, I knew somebody who had pirate copies of things. And the level of how criminal... You, you know, you look back now, everyone just shares everything now with file sharing and... It, and I'm not saying you should, but it def- definitely exists where, you know, if I said to you, oh, I've made you a copy of that film, onto the- I've burnt it onto this DVD and handed it to you. I mean, I-, I wouldn't do that because you're doing very well for yourself, Blake. I know you can go and buy it. <laughs> Stu, I'm going to send one to Thanks, you. Thanks, mate. But, <laughs> but you- you just- it would just be such a light crime now. <laughs> I lo- but back in the 80s, oh, my God. You, it was a big, big problem. I mean, you would go to prison if you were pirating movies and selling them. This was seen as severely important. Do you know what I mean? And people are going to write it now and go, it still is. I know that. But <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's, yeah, it was, it was a, a world of... Um, Rocky just changed everyone's mentality towards, I'm going to be a boxer, I'm going to be a fighter. Mm-hmm. And then my next thing, going back to your question, was I went to... I wanted to do karate, you know. So I went, I went for lessons, and I only lasted one lesson because there was a... A guy who was obviously he's a black belt, absolutely 
tough nut. He just looked so hard. But he wasn't compassionate. He wasn't. He was just brutally hard. He looked like a man who'd got into it all for the wrong reasons. Yeah. But he was a black belt, so he'd obviously done well. Well, he had a black belt. Well, was he a black belt or did he just own a black belt? Because he didn't he seem to have that calm energy that comes with martial arts. Yeah. And he, he made me do... I remember him making me do the stance of that thing where you sort of go like that. Yeah. And then put your sort of right foot forward and you... And I was like, oh, and I felt quite powerful, you know. And he said... And he came up to me and he went... I thought he was going to go, you're pretty good at this, aren't you, mate? You know, and he went, are you... Uh, you feeling solid? I went, yeah. He went, you feel like really rigid and that. I went, yeah, absolutely. And he just gently tapped my front foot because they weren't spread. They were in line like that. So by tapping the front foot, I just flew right over and landed on the floor. <laughs> and I never went back. Yeah. Because I thought, all right, mate, you're a black belt and I'm 10 minutes into this. And you've thrown me to the floor. Yeah. I mean, it's a bit much, isn't it? I know. Yeah. I mean, I know in I know in Kill Bill, the brutal man with the bald head saved her life because she ended up karate chopping from an inch out of a coffin. But he was just a bully. Yeah, I think unfortunately that is the thing. Some some teachers just aren't very good. And no. I think I I remember doing a small amount of of karate just for a, I I think I did it for about three months. And it was more the case that I wanted to stay home and play computer games that stopped me going back. But I do remember that it was a bit Cobra Kai-esque because they were just getting us to kind of fight each other. Like we'd learn yeah. the, um, uh, I can't remember the name of what, it, like it's basically like a hatter. I was going to call it the hacker, like the, uh, the New Zealand rugby player. I was going around, come on, Oh, no, <laughs> uh, um, uh, so I was just completely doing the wrong thing. No wonder I didn't get anywhere. Um, but uh, yeah, but no, I, I, I did a couple of those and got like a couple of belts or whatever. But in the lessons, we would kind of... Oh, you moved up a bit then. Oh, you I, only, it, only, I think I did two belts and that was it. But oh, it, Well, that's impressive. I didn't even buy the white yeah. dressing gown. I, I, was, I was in my jeans and a T-shirt. Yeah. I'm talking like, you know. And actually, my first date if you want to call it a date with my now wife we kickboxed each other what uh, um we went to the we were at college together and they did kickboxing as a thing so so we both said should we we weren't going out with each other at the time we were just friends and i think we just thought oh if we go together we it's like a date sort of thing we don't want to commit to saying will you come for dinner with me but you know <clears throat> can, can we hit each other violently is uh is a way of saying it's just just as mates you know it's very rare. If you say, do you want to go for a drink? It means, do you want, I'm interested in yes. you. Isn't it? But it's very rare that if someone's interested, they'll say, do you want to do, you want to do some Thai boxing with me? <laughs> was, was there so, any big uh, blows did, landed? Did you... Uh... <laughs> we were giggling a lot, you know. We were, And there's also that thing of, you, you, you know, I had to get... He was trying to get the level right. You know, I, I, want, I wanted to... I was, I was young and naive. I wanted to look strong and powerful to my potential new girlfriend. Whilst at the same time... I didn't want to knock her out because that's a bad move on a first date. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've got to get the balance right. I've just got to go, look at me, I'm quite... And also, I wasn't very good at it, so I just kept missing yeah. anyway. <laughs> but yeah, we just we, we giggled throughout the whole thing, if the truth be you known. We just found it funny, you know. But I, I'm, I love the idea of anything to do with fighting, martial arts, boxing, but from a distance. Yeah. You know, I like the movie version. I'm sure professional boxers go, that... That is not, I mean, even as an amateur fan, I can watch Rocky now and go, that is not how people box. <laughs> yeah. It was all very, 
you know, yeah. swinging your arms and boom, and then the next boom, and the, you know. But I prefer that glamorized version of it. And I mean, when it comes to kind of slightly glamorized violence, you sent me a text saying that you uh, you refed kind of pro wrestling. Is that right? Yeah. There's been a bit of an exaggeration in that story, but there is truth in it, in that uh, it wasn't on television or anything. But back in the 80s, like literally overnight, wrestling just stopped being on the television. And for those not old enough to remember, it was the the sport of wrestling that we've now got all over the world from America, the whatever you call it, WW, whatever. Not the Pandas. What's the other one? WWA. It's WWE now, but it was WWF, wasn't it? Yeah. And, you know, I don't think I'm giving anything away by saying it's sort of staged and dramatic. What? You know, I think... Yes. What? Yes. There's a little bit of... uh, a little bit of showbiz going whoa, on. Whoa, right? whoa, And what? And Santa isn't real? Come on, Lee. <laughs> and so, but the British version of that, it's fair to say, the reason why the British one didn't take off in the way that the American one did was because our guys just were a bit big and fat and slow. And the sort of, it, it, they didn't, you know, they were pushing their look a bit sometimes in terms of not making it look real. You know, if the most famous boxer, famous wrestler of all time, Big Daddy, his signature move was to use his belly to just bounce you off and you collapse to the floor, people are going to ask questions. <laughs> I don't think any of the British wrestlers from that era would ever have made good action figures. And I think all the American yes. ones made great action figures, didn't they? And like they all look well ripped and stuff. Giant A-stacks, Big Daddy, they just, they were just like, and also, there would have been a lot of complaints from the environmentalists about how much plastic was being used. <laughs> I mean, there was a there were big guys. Yeah. Big Daddy was, mm. was. I mean, it's a great name, yeah. isn't it? Big Daddy. I mean, if your real name is Shirley Crabtree, yeah. which is what his name was, you, you would think that the next name you adopt is not also equally a little bit weird. <laughs> Big Daddy. What a great name. We're so used to that name now. But imagine if you'd never heard it. What are you going to call yourself? Big. Good start. Daddy. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Big Daddy. But he was the most famous. And then there was Giant Haystacks and all this. So you had all these wrestlers. Overnight, suddenly, they weren't. There's a great book called The Wrestling. I don't know if you've you've ever read it. But it's a a superb book. I would recommend it to anyone. Of anyone that's even if you don't like wrestling, just what happened to these names? And I think Giant Haystacks went back to becoming a lorry driver. No way. Really? Um, I think I might be wrong, but he certainly was a lorry driver. I think. But it's just it's, it's a sudden. It was huge. It was on Saturday afternoon. We're talking like eight, ten, twelve million probably were watching it. And so for that to be taken away overnight, it's it's a massive. You know, you have to you have to change your your whole philosophy to life, don't you? Because <laughs> everything has been geared towards this yeah. this world. So a lot of them ended up um, doing the holiday camps. So they, they were going around holiday camps. Where, and I was a blue coat at Pontins. And um, I did that for a couple of years in the 80s. And it was the job of the blue coats sometimes to referee the wrestling. But these were wrestlers that had just, you know, you would have seen on ITV. We didn't get Big Daddy, but... You would, if you were into wrestling, you would have watched them. Go, oh, I know him, or oh, I know him, you know. And they would turn up, and you had to ref it or commentate on it. And I got into trouble for commentating on it because I didn't think 
I was stupid and young and thought it would be okay to just have a laugh with it, you know. And I was making up, making stuff up. So I was going, oh, look, he's got him in an Eskimo role, which is just, I think, something I just made up, you know. <laughs> I just made up words, you know. And they had to go at me afterwards and say, don't, don't denigrate our sport by making up silly words. So Learn was it, it actually the wrestlers that, that came up to you and had a go at you about it? Not only was it only there, there was no one else. To, it was such a, they, they had to do everything. These, these guys had to put the ring up themselves and then put it away themselves and drive themselves away. There was no one else involved because it was, um, it was a self-contained thing. It's quite, you know, the, to see the wrestlers come back out at the end and dismantle the ring, especially g- given that they've just done the pretense of they've hated each yeah. other. <laughs> now like, Can you pass us the Spanish? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but, the, but the refereeing was particularly hard because... They, you know, they take it very seriously, and so they should. You know, it's all, it's all good saying how oh, it's all staged, but it's it's brutal and it's hard. You know, and and and, and you're you're really being thrown around. It might be that you, yeah. you know, oh, you're going to throw me in the third round, but you're still getting thrown from quite a height and, and landing really hard on the ground. You know, and you're in the middle of all this, and and so you would have to. You know, before the fight, they'd say, "Okay, this is this is." You know, they they used to say to me, "This is not how it works in television. Wrestling is real, but just for pontins, we make some things up, right? Because <laughs> they wanted to, you know. So they said, so you K-fabe. don't need to tell anyone about. It. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm not telling anyone about this part from in a public forum, but everyone knows that, right? So I was in the ring and. Uh, I'd never done it before. I'm a bit nervous, and these guys are tough. You know, they don't take any shit, and and they would they would give you instructions during the fight about what was going to happen and what you then had to do, right? But they'd come up to you as if they were having an argument with you, but actually give you instructions because everyone was looking at them. So they couldn't just come up and say, now in the third round. So what they do is they come up to you and go, listen, in the third round, I'm going to fall and you're going to count me out and then I'm going to argue with you and you're going to disqualify me. You're going to send me into the corner, but then you're going to get the other guy. And then they'd run off. And then you'd run, I'd run after them because I hadn't took it all in. (laughs) And then I'd have to pretend to have a row and go, I didn't quite catch the second bit properly. Can you just repeat the second bit about what I'm doing? In the, and he'd go, I'm going to fall down. And there's this weird thing going on where you had to gesticulate as if you were rowing, but then talk through the fight. Wow. And it was so stressful. I mean, really stressful. They would, If it went wrong, they would really get annoyed about it. I was just going to go onto the, onto the fight because we haven't spoken about the fight in terms yes, of like, the fight. what was going on. You want my analytical... Um, Punditry, don't you? I was just thinking to myself, like, what... You've mentioned how, how brutal you found it, but... Well, I have to say, I didn't find it as brutal as I thought I was going to find it until I then went to watch the other YouTube clips. Right. Um, and I'm also fascinated by the fact that when you do a bit of research on this, how much these fighters... You know the way rugby players, like all of them, have something. It's the ears or the nose or the yeah. eyebrows are all swelled. And yet... These fighters were all fairly chiselled and all right. There was nothing... I'm sure there's a few of them where bits are out of place. Yeah. But they, they weren't bad-looking guys. It's not like they've been pummeled around. So that's an argument for saying it's not... You'd think that they would be mashed up, wouldn't you, if they're constantly yeah. fighting each other? Well, I think different but, fighters are, are, have responded different. And, and, and in the start, when you talk about like the cauliflower ear and stuff, the ones that are the big wrestlers, they do have a lot of that, the, the cauliflower ear stuff. The wrestlers, meaning the ones that would grapple on the floor. Yeah, the ones that are more likely to take you down, ground and pound, yeah, grapple, yeah. all that stuff. They're the ones that are more likely to have like the cauliflower ears rather than 
But yeah, strikers yeah. are one that stays, ones that stay on their feet, much less likely. Talking of which, we went to the when 2012 Olympics, the only tickets we could get were for Greco-Roman wrestling. Wonderful. Really? Yeah, it was the dullest afternoon <laughs> I have ever had in my life. It was so bad. In fact, I might be wrong, but I think after that Olympics, they stopped having it as a sport in the Olympics. Really? Wow. It's not a good sport. I'm sure it's a fantastic sport to do, but to watch, especially if you're right at the back of an arena and you don't really understand it. That's like, oh, give me MMA. That's what I'd have been thinking. Yeah. In this. <laughs> but um, yeah, so we, so the fight, yes. What, what, what can I say about it? It was, uh, it was, le- it was more boxy, as I say. There was a lot more, all this going on at the beginning. Um, it was, I mean, I can see why you sent me that one because. It, it just looks that obviously the favourite, and I'm going purely by the fact that when they introduced them, it says bookies odds underneath. Yeah, and the bookies odds were that Travis Brown was going to be going to win this. Yeah, and I, had, I did find myself thinking straight away because he's got a beard down here. The first thing I thought when I saw him was, "Oh, I wonder if you're allowed to pull that." <laughs> <laughs> I did. I thought they didn't because I don't know the rules of MMA. I thought. To the uneducated like me, you think anything goes, don't you? Yes. You probably can't pull his beard, right? Do you know what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't... If you can, he'd be mad to have it. I don't think it would be done in a certain terms of like, I don't know, like respect and not looking. I mean, I don't know why you would, um, why you would try well, and grab something. Yeah, you're not going to gain much from it. It's not like, is it Yosemite Sam in like a cartoon getting pulled around the ring yeah. or something? It's, uh, yeah, I don't think you're going to gain much from it, but I don't know that there's rules. I think there you are rules listen, with hair. Like, cause we had... If you were in a proper grapple and you had a long beard and you couldn't see what was going on, you could weave them together so that when you stood up, you were attacked, <laughs> just for common <laughs> I'll just go, da-da, and then sing, you know, Ebony and Ivory or some nice song about bonding, you know, something about love. And if you so put, look, we've our beard together. You get someone to put money on that beforehand as well because the, the odds on yeah. that would be amazing. The odds of plaiting a beard, yeah. <laughs> but no, it was. Um, I did. I did. I, the, the the way it went from being that the, the outsider immediately is 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 getting one over on him. Yeah. So the pit bull is clearly going to win this, and then from nowhere, Travis hits him and knocks him down. Yeah. And that was the bit that made me go, "Oh, you can carry on hitting them when they're down, can you?" Yeah. Because he started hitting him on the head when he was down. I was waiting for for the man with the amazing name. Mark Smith, to step in and say, hey, not whilst he's down on the floor, but he didn't. No. He just went, yeah, carry on, mate. I, I Do think what you at like. that point, Travis probably wanted to have a lay down as well because his legs were, were like bandaged. Yeah, he was got, I did notice, actually, when he was pummeling him on the ground, how, um, how you'd think when he was down on the floor, this was his chance to just yeah, really yeah. go for it. And he was doing it not with much commitment because he was exhausted, right? I think he was still... And actually, I've done a bit of boxing training for exercise, not for t- to learn to box, but actually I got into boxing for about a, a year where I was just doing it for the training. And it's exhausting to hit something, to actually constantly yeah. be hitting something. It's so tiring that... You know, he was—he just didn't have the energy to smack him on the head. I think he just—he'd been so badly rocked. I think he was still probably not fully conscious from the blows that he'd already taken, and his yeah. legs kept. I mean, Joe Rogan was talking about it. One of the commentators that that his legs kept kind of locking, and he did look like a newborn giraffe, just kind of because he's got quite long legs for for a heavyweight. 
And uh, yeah. they just kept kind of locking up and he was stumbling all over the place. And I have to say, when I watched it back... It's a hell of a nickname as well against the pit bull. What, the... Travis the newborn <laughs> giraffe brown. <laughs> you know what I mean? Doesn't scream victory, does it? <laughs> Could lull him into a nice... Right, why don't you turn it up to a dog fight? Yeah, turn it up to a dog fight. Someone's brought a pit bull, someone's brought a, a newly born giraffe. <laughs> I mean, you know where your money's on, don't you? <laughs> Oh, dear. But, I mean, it was the fact that when, like, that shot that dropped uh, Olofsky, for me, that just looked like potentially it could have been the last shot that, that Brown was going to throw before it was all over because he was having blows rained on him and, he, he like you say, yeah. his legs were all over the place. And then he just, it, that was like the Rocky shot. That was the big, wide, yeah. you know, big, wild swing and it landed on the money and... Fight just... And I just don't think. I mean, you get it in boxing, don't you? In boxing, it's a it's a weird thing watching boxing because there's almost a slowness to it. When you see a fight, an actual fight in a pub or somewhere, it's it's fast and furious and horrible. And when you watch boxing, it sometimes looks quite slow, and you just think, why are they punching so slowly? But of course, you don't fully appreciate just one. I mean, literally a jab, a gentle jab. Would knock you out, yeah. knock me out anyway, you know, instantly. It wouldn't, the power that they generate is unbelievable. So I, I did wonder how many of these heavyweight fights in, in, uh, w, in MMA are going past the first round? Um, again, I, th- I think it's a mixture and it depends on the, on the style of fights, but I think whenever you get two big heavyweights together, the, the, the thing is, is, is you think to yourself, it's either going to be, a really quick knockout within the first round, or it might actually be quite a boring fight because it might very much go the distance. And it's two guys that respect each other's power so much that they are kind of quite timid and they don't really want to throw and open themselves up to a counter shot or anything like that. So that is the the funny thing with, with heavyweight is you can actually get some incredibly dull fights in heavyweight as well as incredibly exciting first round knockouts. Yeah, yeah. And also with the big fellas as well, you know, if it's because we should point out as well, Lee, if it's if it's for a belt, it's five five minute rounds. If it's not for a belt, it's three five minute rounds. So if these big lumps that can be, you know, seventeen eighteen stone, are fighting for twenty five minutes, there's a lot of chance that in if it goes the distance, them last few rounds can be a bit drab because they can be completely exhausted. And of course. But what that also means is defence is compromised sometimes and it does then mean you will just get that lucky shot, which is always there in heavyweight you know, uh, combat sports, that someone's going to be able to throw that one shot. So it is a weird one, that, that, that the heavyweight division. I do think it... It's uh, it, it's the obviously you know the same with boxing. The heavyweight champ is the baddest man on the planet, you know, and, and yeah, I yeah. think it, it, it is quite weird for me. It's always middleweights. I think middleweights you get the speed, you get the movement, and you also get you know heavy hands. But sure, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming you are you are boxing fans as well. I'm, I'm not big boxing fan. Yeah, I, I'm not a Be- boxing because fan. as a boxing fan, would you if they change the rules that once you're down, you can hit them whilst they're down. How would you feel about that? Uh, I, I, I no, I wouldn't be comfortable with that for no other reason than I, I think that, uh, as you probably explained to your wife, like boxing is the, it's the noble art, it's an art form, and is rules around it that I think are perfect. And 
yeah, I don't see that that's... Uh, I mean, you see it sometimes if they... But why do you find it... I mean, I'm get, it, it, this is... Not only is this probably a noble art, it's actually got the word art in the title because yeah. it's mixed martial art. Yeah. Why do you not feel... Be- would you feel... If they change the rules and you can't hit them when they're down in MMA, would you support that? Would you go, no, no, you're breaking the rules of what is good about this sport? Um, I'd, I wouldn't necessarily... It wouldn't stop me from watching it. Because I like watching the grappling and I like watching the the the, the you know the the submissions and yeah. the arm bars and all of that, but as as somebody that sort of transitioned into it from being a, a big boxing fan, I do still like watching the fight that we sent you. I like watching people having stand up, and if I'm a big fan of Muay Thai, so to to actually then see that the kicks get thrown in it, it excites me. But then I also like the fact that if they're kicking, they're leaving themselves vulnerable to be having their legs taken away and get took down to the floor. Yeah. I just like the fact that there's so many variants when you combine, like... Yeah, it's true. I suppose if you take away the... If you can't hit someone when they're down, it means you can't grapple because you're both down there. Yeah. So it gets confusing, yeah. I suppose. But, yeah, no, it's... Uh, I'm well aware, Listen, I'm well aware that, you know, it's like the old, they always say, don't they? If you're bothered about injuries, then the most dangerous sport in the country is fishing. You know, more people die fishing than any other sport. But that's probably a numbers game as well. Yeah. <laughs> the sheer quantity yeah. of people. How do people die no. fishing? Have a guess. They reel in a huge shark <laughs> and they fall in and drown. <laughs> oh my god! See, I was thinking of fishing from like the bank. <laughs> like they're going to fall, fall into two inches of water that's right next to them and then drown. Yeah, yeah, but you know, you get you fall into the rivers and the streams, and also it's a. I don't know, quite an elderly sport. Yeah. I, some young people do it as well, but there's a lot of older people, yeah. I'm guessing, who are maybe a bit more vulnerable if they fall in. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's what, it's probably one of these things that people say, but it's not true. I don't know. Well, I think actually that for, I, I did a little bit of research a while back just before we started this podcast, and I don't know whether you'd call it really a – I don't know whether you'd call it a sport or not, but the, the most deaths, I think, from sport on average a year are base jumping. But – What's that? But, but as in, like, you're like parachuting, but not from a plane, but from like a cliff. Oh, so like low parachute jumping. Yes. Yeah, that's right. that's the kind of thing that I think has I think has the most yearly deaths now. Well, I suppose they it's the per- percentage of people. You know, the percentage is probably the most important figure. Yes. Isn't it? Yeah. It's not just the act. Fishing's going to have more deaths purely because of the sheer number of people who fish. I've ne- I don't think I've ever met. You know, I've ne- I don't think I've met anyone who said, I'm just going to pop out and do a bit of base jumping. <laughs> I'll, be back, I'll be back later. I've not think I've ever heard. I don't know anyone who's base jumped. I think I might have seen it on YouTube or something. But it's not a popular sport like fishing, yeah. is it? They're not going to... If indeed it's... Not going to put up a course down like the, the local David Lloyd's. Like the little <laughs> no. David Lloyd's base jumping course. <laughs> oh, dear. Well, Lee, we like to ask guests... Um, Yes. As, as, as we start to sort of wrap things up, the last thing we'd like to ask guests is if you was, for some reason, going to change your career and you was going to have a fight, it can be a boxing match if you want it to be boxing, uh, or you can walk out you know, onto, onto Fight Island where Bruce Lee is and, and you're going to have this big fight, or you're walking into the Octagon for a UFC fight. Two things, Lee. Yeah. What would your fight name be? And what's your walkout song? But my name would definitely be Lee, watch the face, I'm doing an ITV. 
Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Be quiz show, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> and when I say watch the face, I don't mean watch this face. I mean, can you just watch the face? Yeah. It's be very much trying to tell them that this is important for the... You know you're going to win, so please don't hit me on the face. That's what I'd call myself. Yeah. Um, or if I... No, Lee, if I pretend to faint in the first five seconds... You won't hit me when I'm lying down, will you? <laughs> I mean, what's the rule on that? If I faint, is he allowed to hit you whilst I'm lying Depends down? Depends how quickly the ref comes in, mate. You better hope for a speedy ref. <laughs> I'm bringing in my own white towel with me. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's, your, uh, what's your walkout song? Um, I think it would be uh, Get It On by Marvin Gaye. Because... <laughs> you want to seduce them? They, I, I want them to think that there's another way. <laughs> We don't have to be like this. There can be, you know, we can still make physical contact, but in a different way, a loving way. And that way, it might confuse them a bit. They might think, you know, they might think, or might make them, they might make him see that, you know, love conquers all. Or The Power by Snap. Probably The Power by Snap has got a bit more, a bit less confusing, but they know what I'm doing. Oh, I quite I enjoyed the Marvin Gaye one, to be honest. That would be oh, yeah. the confusing <laughs> one. Yeah, that, that, the, 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 oh, what about the this? What about exchanges would be interesting after that song? <laughs> what about I've got a, you get a mix going? So you walk on to Let's Get It On. I can't sing on your podcast. You have to pay for that, don't you? But I'm walking on to Let's Get It On, and then we do the face off like that, and then and they get closer and closer. And with that music, you think, is he going to kiss me or something? And they get closer, and then suddenly it comes in. He's got the power and they back off. And they're never sure, sure. They don't know what they're dealing with. You know what I mean? And then you find. In fact, I might try that. I might try that with, with my own lovemaking. I might just start putting on <laughs> Marvin Gaye. And then at certain points, I'm in remote control ready to, to snap the power. Uh, I put snap the power on just at the right moment. And I think you know which moment. Oh, He's got the power. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> Go to blackout. <laughs> Literally, if I was fighting blackout, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't. You wouldn't get me in that. Ring. I wouldn't even do the. You know, well, I say I wouldn't do. I have thought about it. You know, you get these celebrity boxing matches. Mm, yeah, and I'm not talking about the the geezer on YouTube that clearly can do it a bit anyway. What season they? Jake Paul you know I mean? or Logan yeah. Paul with the Paul brothers, whatever they are. They, they actually, yeah. I'm talking about. I'm talking about. A, you know, when they did it with Les Dennis and Ricky Gervais. I think yeah. it was that. No, it was, was it Les Dennis no, Gervais Rick- fought um, Grant Bovey. Bob Mortimer did oh, it, yeah. did Against Les Dennis. Bob Mortimer fought Les Dennis, yeah. I can't remember. It's supposed to be, I mean, it is supposed to be absolutely, if you have a proper boxing match, even with, you know, celebs doing it and with the, with the helmets on and all that, is, I think Ricky Gervais said it's the hardest thing he's ever done. And I can imagine that to be yeah. true because I, I, you know, I, I always think it's more important. I mean, you know, because we did Soccer Aid together. And oh, don't, as soon as you... don't bring up don't bring up soccer age, Stu. <laughs> Stu's, Stu's not heard this story. He's, uh... well, Blake, Blake never mentions it. <laughs> He's got me to thank for this. <laughs> really, I'm sure your pod. 
Yeah, because I was the one that I took the fifth penalty to win it for our team, and I missed. So as a result of me missing, he took the sixth penalty, the one that, you know, he didn't make the top five. And when I say he didn't make the top five, I mean, he wasn't quick enough to run over and say, I'll take the fifth one. (laughs) (laughs) So because I missed, he stepped up, and I watched him being lifted in the air to the packed crowd at Old Trafford, and I had to stand there and look up at him as the man had just missed my moment (laughs) to do that. Uh, but, you know, Blake will tell you, there was, there's basically, in, in Soccer Aid, there are three types of people. There are ex-professionals, uh, and obviously they're very good at football. I should point out as well, when I say ex-professionals, I'm not talking about ones that are older than me, like Peter Beardsley. <laughs> I'm talking about people that are still in the 30s. Yaya Torre, we were playing against Yaya Torre, who Torre. just he, won the league with Man City. <laughs> it was like four weeks after he'd won the league, and he was yeah, in that game. You know. And... Um, so you've got them lot, and it goes without saying, they're very good at football. And then you've got the, the celebs, and the majority of the celebs have got some history with football. So when you see them play, you go, how come you're so good? I remember saying to David Herwood from Homeland, you know, he was the goalkeeper, and I went, because he was the only person on the pitch that was older than me. And I went, I was hoping you'd be rubbish, but you're really good. How come you're so good? And of course, he went, oh, well, I played for the England youth team or something. You know, there's always some connection with football with all of them to quite a high level. Mark Wright is now a professional. I think he plays for Crawley Town, yeah. Yeah. And then there's everyone else. Me, Blake, (laughs) Joe Wicks. People who you suspect didn't even make the school team. You know what I mean? (laughs) Even Mo Farah. I don't think Mo will mind me saying. I don't think he's got the most skill on the ball. But by God, he's surprisingly quick. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and there's only about six or seven of us that, that aren't even in the category. I don't know, I don't know about you, Blair, but I wasn't in the school team, right? And I don't think... No, I wasn't but, in the school team either. Yeah. And if you had been in the school team, it would have, that would have been it. You weren't in the university team. It stopped at 16. No. It's that yeah. sort of level of football, right? And of that group, I'm the worst in that group. <laughs> <laughs> because, and I should point out, uh, you know, I'm going to big myself up here. That's not because of skill, because of age. I'm about 20 years older than that group. You know, at least Joe Wicks has got his fitness. You know what I mean? Blake's got his youth. I mean, he's known for he's known to most people in this country as playing a child for Christ's sake. That's how young. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm 52 for Christ's sake. I don't stand a chance. And they take it so seriously, you wouldn't oh. believe. I get the whole idea of we all dream of wanting to be sportsmen. And I'm sure there's a part of you watching MMA going, I mean, are you tempted to have a go? Yeah, well, I've done like, like obviously not over the last year and a bit because of uh, the pandemic and everything, but I've done a little bit of training, kickboxing and and, and tiny bit of jujitsu and stuff. And I really want to get the kids into jujitsu. But yeah, there, there is there is What's a small jujitsu. Which one's that? Jujitsu is the grappling on the ground, but it's not wrestling. It's more like submissions. So What's it's like the one with the big bamboo canes? What's that one? Kendo. Kendo. Kendo Nagasaki. Hey, another great wrestler. Another great wrestler <laughs> who finally unmasked himself. Really? Yeah. Do you not remember the big thing? No one knew who Kendo Nagasaki was. He always had a mask on, and the big reveal at the end was he was going to finally be revealed as who he was, and he was surprisingly un-Japanese. Ah. Oh. I think he was a bloke called Brian Milton from Chorley or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. The magic's gone. I know. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, well, that's great if you're, if you're getting... Because I'm a big... Yeah, I would... You could argue that by teaching someone uh, 
martial arts or mixed martial arts that I know it sounds crazy to say this. You're not so much encouraging them to fight as you're discouraging them from fighting. You're channeling your energies into a sport rather than yeah, some you know fighting a you know. There's nothing worse than hearing people say, "Oh, if, if my son had any problems, I'd go and tell him to hit him." You think, "Well, don't say that, mate, because that is bad advice, right?" Yeah. But if someone said to me, "I told him to to sort of," I told him to arrange a boxing match at his school with his PE teacher. <laughs> yeah, no, don't do that either. But you know, yeah, no, it's it's. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I, I appreciate that any of my negativity is more about me as a naive. You know, anyone who loves MMA and listens to me speak will be going. That's because you don't know what you're talking about, mate. And I'd go, I completely agree. No, so, but we've done the same thing. We've said that from the start of doing this podcast is that don't take anything we say too, too seriously because we don't know what we're talking about either. We're just big fans of the sport. Yeah, yeah, well, we're the same on our podcast about Buddhism and meditation. We don't know what we're talking about, but we love doing it. We love reading about it and we love meditating. Yeah. But we don't really, we're, we're beginners. We don't really understand what we're talking about. So, so the big question is then, Lee... Uh, moving forwards now with MMA, mm. are you fight or are you flight? You gonna you gonna stick with it? You gonna watch another fight or you done? I'm definitely going to. Wa- I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch the one that Blake sends me. Right, brilliant. I, I will watch that. How long's that one? Uh, well, I-, I could go for a 25 minute or 15 minute. And when I, I say that, I mean you got to add a little bit more time because of rounds and stuff. But yeah. I may struggle to download 25 minutes on my Commodore 64. You might have to send it me. <laughs> I'll send you the 15-minute one. Sorry, like, tiny little files. I mean, I'm one of the last people left in Britain who still has dial-up. So it's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be a while. Right, I, send right, it me on I'll, a cassette. Right, oh, but one of those pirate videos. Yeah, no, I mean, a cassette, like the cassette with the program on. That's how you used to download onto <laughs> computer. You used to download it on a cassette. Stu will know what I'm talking about. You used yeah, to get I, the You've, you've lost me, mate. I haven't got a clue what you're talking about. Back in about. the day, the first computers, the ZX Spectrums, your Commodore 64s, you would download a game on an ordinary cassette, like an audio cassette, press play, and the sounds were like... <laughs> this would go on for about 45 minutes, and that's what downloaded the game onto the computer. And after 45 minutes... Realize Sometimes it'd, it'd say syntax error or something like that, oh. and then you'd have to go and do the n- another oh, 45 minutes again. Uh, yeah. And now, if my son has to wait 10 seconds because the Wi-Fi's down, he does his own MMA on me. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the world goes crazy. And I tell him that story. You know, back in my day, and he always has a look in his eyes that says, Dad, you're not teaching me anything other than back in your day. It was shit. <laughs> Everything was shit. And I can't argue with him. Because despite our retro memories, things were pretty shit. Mm. You know, we wouldn't have been able to do this. God forbid, no. we'd have had to meet up and have a chat. Oh, fuck that. I know, Jesus <laughs> Christ. I'll give, you a, I'll give you an hour of my time. You're not coming to me out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, wonderful. But, Lee, thank you so much for your time today, mate. Thanks for having me. I'm going I'm yeah. to get into this world, and I'll come back next year a new man. Um, uh, Lee, it's been oh, an absolute really. pleasure, mate. Thanks so much for giving up your time. Cheers, really guys. See you it. soon. Thanks, Lee. Cheers. All the best. All the best, mate. Cheers, then. See you later. There you go. Lee Mack. What a chat. Lovely. So funny. So nice. And God, was, wasn't it surprising he brought up Soccer Aid? I mean, I, we never get to chat about that on this show and Soccer Aid and 
winning penalties and 80,000 oh, people. Your, your, your Wi-Fi is breaking down, mate. Oh, is it? Barely oh, it, mate. The Zoom, oh, the Zoom audio is playing up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I just, you know, it's, it's really interesting for somebody that, you know, legitimately hadn't watched an MMA fight before. It's no. great, you know. Obviously, we've had other guests on that have kind of seen snippets of bits or have kind of couldn't help but kind of get caught in the, the yeah. you know, the Conor McGregor, you know, madness. So it, it's really nice to get somebody that completely, you know, and I always find it really interesting that the people compare boxing to it because maybe it's yeah. the biggest combat sport, you know, yeah. outside of, of MMA. Then I guess that's where the, the comparisons are. And, and, you know, and the fact that you couldn't really argue with what he said because that fight is basically a, a stand-up. It is. And it's a slugfest. And mm. I, as I said, I did. I slightly felt bad because especially now that I think he's into it, he asked me for a short fight and I'm like, Lee Mack's a very busy man. The last thing I want to do is be sending him these super long fights. So I sent him the short one because he asked for a short one. Uh, and now he's saying he quite fancies me sending him a different one. So, uh, so yeah, hopefully... Uh, it can give him a, a, a whole new appreciation of the sport. But it's nice that he said that he would still give it a go. And I really do want to know what came up when he was Googling most brutal MMA fights and there's blood everywhere. I, I wonder what those fights could have been. My mind just straight away thinks it must be like Weidman. It's got to be Weidman's silver leg break. Oh, that's what I think. He's but the, he was talking about blood. Blood, yeah. That, that's blood. straight away I thought he was going to say the leg break and then it's like blood. I think... And then obviously I was thinking, was he talking about Joanna? But like, there was not a lot of blood there. It was McDonald like, and Lawler. There was a lot of blood. Oh yes. But like, it could yes. have gone back to watching like something from UFC three or something yeah. like that. There was like some really early stuff, or just think some of the pride fights. Uh, yeah. You know, in MMA. So yeah, it could have been anything. We'll have to wait and see. But yeah, but it's so great that he's he's now interested in potentially watching a bit more. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and thank you to you lot for um, for listening to this episode and continuing to uh, support and, uh, and and shout about the podcast. It's really nice seeing you do the, the likes and the loves on, on the social media. And if you see any posts, then feel free to drop us a comment, drop us a message on the on the Instagram or the Facebook uh, or the Twitter. Uh, let us know uh, what fighters uh, you'd like to hear us chat to uh, or who you'd like to have us uh, natter to on Fight or Flight. We're open for suggestions. And, uh, yeah, I think, are we done? We're done. No one needs to hear more of us. They're going to get on with their days. Absolutely. Laters. Bye. (laughs) 